Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. improves children's health by developing better treatments and technologies. Ranked number five in the nation, we take on the most complex, rare, and life-threatening conditions because all children deserve a healthy future. Learn more at childrensnational.org slash innovation. Welcome, one and all. Happy holidays. It is the CBC Wisdom Hour number 189 for December 20th, 2022. I am Steve Witchell in New Orleans. Yeah, Tony B coming to you live from the North Pole. What's happening? I got to put the names up. There we go. Mr. Professional. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Tony there, Mr. Professional. Uh, welcome, everybody who's tuning in right now. Come on in and say hello. Tell us where you're from, and we will say hello back. We got a great topic to talk about today, and I, I can't wait to bring this up. It's it's a fun one, um, and you and I have discussed this before in the past. This uh, concept, but um, I have a reason that I came up with this from last night, and I'll tell that whole story. But uh, yes, again, come on in and say hello. Um, we are broadcasting live on the Facebook Cover Band Central page, uh, in the Facebook Cover Band Central group, and on the Facebook on the. YouTube Cover Band Central channel. Make sure you subscribe to that. There's a link in the description. Click on that link yeah. and hit subscribe and then hit the bell. Ding, ding. And you'll you'll be notified when we go live. And you can check out all the archives, all the shows from the past and other goodies that are on there. Uh, we're also on all the other socials and uh, CoverBandCentral.com is the website. I should say that right at the top, which I don't normally do. But you can sign up for a profile for you, your band, or both. It is free. There. All right. Got all that business out of the way, except for I got to say hello to some people as they're coming in, and we will continue to do that. Gregory has got a nice picture with Santa there from Marion, Ohio. Uh, Eric, Mali Kalikimaka, handsome devils, he says. Thanks. Thanks, Eric. Uh, Tupelo, Mississippi is where Jay is. TJ is also a Mississippi Facebook user. George from Illinois, happy holidays. He liked the yeah. He likes to be days. He likes to use the Z spelling like we do with wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Diana's in Ellis. It'll be copyright infringement, Steve. We need to investigate that. Right. Diana's in... Probably get legal on the phone. Diana in snowy Ellenville, New York. Oh, yeah. Very snowy. Snowy in her picture, anyway. Very nice. Uh, Lizbeth in San Fran. Cool picture. I like that avatar. Yeah, that is Or it's like a yin-yang sort of... Yin-yang birds. Yes. Birds thing. Cool. Um, So... Uh, I got to talk about the contest. It's been going strong. Hercules, we partner with Hercules since October. We've been giving away free stuff. And this month, and uh, we haven't had a show in two weeks, so I haven't even been able to talk about it here to you um, and to the audience, but it's a five-piece guitar rack with, with an expansion pack. So, so you see all those guitars and basses behind you. On yeah. your wall there, you yeah. could you could put them on a a rack that makes them very accessible. Hey, and did you notice that the stuff on the walls in Christmas colors tonight? I did notice that. Very Maybe good. Red. That was smart of you to, to think of that. Um, uh, but yeah, the Hercules, Hercules makes the best accessories for musicians, hands down. They hands make the, down. The, the 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 highest quality, the the strongest, uh, sturdiest, well made. You know, they're not going to fall apart on you ever. Like some other stands do, um, they like other stands break or you lose the fork. How many times have you lost the fork of the? Well, you're not a guitar player, so you wouldn't know. But you I've walk lost in, a fork in like a restaurant if I drop it on the floor maybe, right. or something. I can pick it up because it's dirty. Elizabeth's here. Nice to see you too, Elizabeth. Thanks for coming in. It's happening. Uh, but George said like the racks, these racks rock, and I got to show the audience and tell you also that you can enter to win one of these. We're giving away four of them this month. We already gave away two. There's two more weeks, uh, including this week and then next week. So get your entry in coverbandcentral.com slash contest. And I should have that up too. There it is. There you go. The link is also in the description for this. Um, so you can click on that link and enter right now. It is free to enter. But I just want to show you guys what this looks like. So let's, uh, let's take a look. This is the page where you would go. And you see the slideshow there at the top. Yeah. Um, with the rack, that's the, uh, expansion pack, the, uh, the extra, uh, pieces for that. That's what it looks like with, uh, lots of guitars in it. That's pretty, huh? Oh, yeah. And there it is under the tree, all four of them that, that, uh, we were giving away for December. Of course, the great folks at Hercules. HerculesStands.com. Go there and check out their stuff. They are, uh, great people and, Highest quality product out there. And there's a guitar rack under the tree. Yeah. Um, coverbandcentral.com again slash contest. Go to answer one. It's free to enter. And seriously, I got to give these away. Um, so the only way to answer, to win is to enter. You can't keep all the stuff, Steve. Got to spread the word. I can. Know, I would. Spread uh, this cheer. I would, but then I would need like 28 guitars or something like that. That would look good it's on nine, stage though. 36 guitars. Out bring that with you and have that on stage that would be pretty impressive it would certainly impress uh everybody the audience your friends your fellow musicians they'd be like what kind of a guitar rack is that it's the best guitar rack i've ever seen and you could probably say it's a hercules guitar rack that i won on cover band central yes and and uh people will be like wow cover band central is awesome and so is hercules i'm gonna get me a rack and sign up for cover band central and you tell them you sign up for you your band or both it's free it's free. That's what they're going to say. Down. All right. So everybody, uh, come on in if you're still coming in. Say hello. Larry's in Ontario, Canada. Becky in Midland, Texas. 
And uh, I, I don't know that's fate. Calamen from California. California. Yes. K-Man from California with a K. Patrick in Saratoga Springs, New York. Um, It's great to have you guys here watching us. Um, This is an interactive show. We talk about a topic, but we we definitely like your questions and your input. But we first uh, always like to talk, Tony and I, about our respective professional happenings over the last, uh, now it'll be the last few weeks. I'm glad you say that, Steve, which is why I brought up Mr. Professional tonight. Okay. Because as you know, when we put our names up, I use names that I have been called in the past. I see. So nicknames. Tony nicknames. Any Tony nicknames over the years from bandmates or musical affiliates, I put them up. Okay. Not from like high school football or wrestling, but like from the music world, you know, which is why you get like Tony Timekeeper, and, and this week's name, Mr. Professional, I figured it'd be a good story to tell because it's, it's relevant and it's kind of quick, right? I'm just going to interrupt you for one quick second. That's Dominic, and he said, uh, yeah. screw you guys, it's all about me. But Dominic, enter the contest. Go to CoverBandCentral.com and, and win it, this guitar rack. I know you have can, a lot of guitars. And it can definitely be about you because you'll have 15 guitars on stage. At the same right. Time. All right, I'm sorry. Continue your So your anyway, story. so about, oh, geez, 25 years ago maybe, mm-hmm. I – Got an opportunity with my friend Joe Bergamini, you know, a world-renowned drummer, to mm-hmm. teach drums at Richie's House of Music, which we all know Richie's House of Music was the mainstay music store for many years, which In many North- of our friends and associates have right. either worked there, been affiliated with, have, have since, you know. That's a music store in northern New Jersey, folks. Yes, and they used to be full-service music store. They did band repairs, like for clarinets and saxophones. They did band instrument rentals. They did drums, bass, guitar lessons. They had full drum department, bigger than any place around, full guitar department. I mean, they had a lot of inventory, right? You may walk into that place. It was it was packed, right? I mean, it was a great, great place, right? Okay, it was a great place. And can I tell you about Richie's? I would, it was kind of Rockaway area, and I used to play in a band called Exire out there. And that's when I w- would go to Richie's. And I didn't go there a lot. I, I probably been to Richie's like a half dozen times in my life. And every time I walked into Richie's, especially like early, the first time, I was so intimidated by that place. Like there were dudes walking around and playing that were great. You know, it wasn't like walking into Guitar Center where somebody's trying to play Stairway. No, it was uh, like a local mecca. A local mecca and like top quality gear and just people who knew what they were doing. And I was always like intimidated as a youngster walking into that store, like, ah, ah, all this stuff, all these, like, like, here's this little old me trying to play, pluck out a four string. So Joe calls me and he says, hey, you know, they're expanding the teaching practice at Richie's. Would you be interested in doing it? Um, so I said, of course, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. So I go meet with him and I meet with Jim Riccio, the owner, right? Who's a dear friend of mine, but I didn't know him at the time, right? So I get introduced to him and he says, well, um, Okay, so, you know, you're here, you, get, you want to teach drums, and he says, what credentials do you have? Where did you graduate from college? Do you have a degree in music? Have you been teaching elsewhere? Like, he asked me, like, 15 questions, and Joe B. turns to him, and he says to him in the straightest space ever, Jim, first of all, I wouldn't have brought him here if he wasn't the guy to do the job, and second of all, he's a professional. He teaches, he plays in bands, he's a music guy, he's professional. That's all you need to know. So then Jim says... Okay, Mr. Professional, can you start next week? And from that day on, he never called me anything except Mr. Pro. 
So anytime I would come in to teach, and at one time I was teaching almost 50 students a week there. I was teaching Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. I'm sorry, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. and doing like 10, 12 lessons a day, you know, half hour at a clip. Um, so we were, we were rocking, you know, we were, we were there, you know, we were killing it. Um, but yeah, so for 25 years, and as time went on, you know, we always joked about it because people would be signing their kids up for lessons and they would say, well, are your teachers accredited? And he would say, well, here comes Mr. Professional right now. He runs our drum school and he is a professional. And they would say, oh, hello, Mr. Pro. Love it. So that, that's where the name developed from. It was not some self-imposed moniker like I am Mr. Professional. It right. became a nickname from a funny thing that just escalated into something that still to this day when I see Jim Riccio, he will say to me, hello, Mr. Pro. That's great. I love the, yeah, nicknames you can't give to yourself. That doesn't, that doesn't ever work. Unless it's like, I don't know, like I know some people that just go by their last name and when they introduce themselves to people, that's what they say is, you know, their last name. So gotcha. that's, that's what you call them. But nicknames, I have so many of them too. And they're always, yeah, based on like a thing that was happening in your life or an event that happened or yeah. just the people you were around. And the things you were doing. So I, I have a bunch. Like, um, I mean. Well, don't tell us. Just start putting them up each week. Now you have a secret message that you can put out as well. Okay. I do like the people to know my real name. But I guess, yeah, whatever. You can just say I'm Steve Witchell. Like I say, I'm Tony Beinert, the one and only Fabulous T. Everybody knows by now, Steve. It's 189 episodes in. If they're just they sh- coming in, they should they're going to know, yeah. know within five minutes of, of, of joining the show. That's true. Well, it does stay right down in the corner, Steve and Tony, too. It does. But maybe I'm Tony Baloney, or maybe I'm <laughs> Tony Bellagio, or, you know, who knows what Tony B could mean. It could be anything. Right. My name's hard to pronounce sometimes, so they just call me Tony B or TB. Right. Or, or a bunch of, you know, plethora of other nicknames, which you, I've shared with everyone over the past six months. Mm. So very exciting times here at Cover Band Central, especially on the Wisdom app. Dominic, definitely get into this uh, Hercules contest because I got to ship these things. Seriously, like I have to pay for shipping for these things and they're expensive, but Nashville isn't that far. So if I have to ship it, you know, from New Orleans to Nashville, then that's not bad. So Dominic, get in that contest and try to win. I would love somebody from New Orleans to win so I could just drive it to them. And do local pickup only? Yeah, these things are huge, man. Hey, that's what I wanted to ask you. I just had a friend of mine come back from New Orleans and they said they went to the Spotted Cat Okay, a club down there? I guess it's, 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 a, it's jazz, a jazz club or a dinner club or something? It's Frenchman Street so it's more like jazz, more traditional New Orleans music uh, blues, you know, that kind of stuff Cajun. Um, yeah, Spotted Cat, it's Frenchman Street. Okay, because last time she was there she had gone to all the other like Famous Door and um, Crazy Corner Uh huh those type of places. Yeah. The uh the Bourbon, the Bourbon Street. Street drip. Right. Um so nonetheless I've I've di- I've you know I've digressed from our, our message of your topic which you were I'm digressing to. too. Oh, well hang on, but we also need to Because uh, I keep nitro. talking about Hercules and George is, is Nitro Safe. Um the Nitro Safe if you're worried about your guitar finish. So they're padded like you don't you're not gonna scratch your neck or anything. Yeah, it doesn't have grip tape on the back where it touches the guitar right. or anything like that. Right. It's um, okay. So let's just, let's jump ahead. So professional uh, activities from Mr. Professional, right? So we haven't talked. I played three gigs since our last uh, wisdom. Okay. Hour. Okay. All Christmas oriented type of parties. Okay. And 
you know, great shows to play, right? But huge attendance, tons of people, um, broke out a bunch of new tunes, you know, that we talked about. So it was exciting. But the gig I played this past weekend was at a place we've played before called Blue Arrow Farm. But they have a couple of different venues. They have like a wedding venue, an outdoor venue, and then they have this performance barn, they call it. So we've played in the wedding venue, which is like a gymnasium size room, which sounds equally as gymnastic as you would think it would, because it's like 35 foot ceilings and the room is a big giant. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Oh, that new doctor is dropped at gorgeous. Please, he's just another RV League educated surgeon with good hair. No, he's different. Nurses, we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror. Meet me in the OR. Stat. Right away, doctor. No, 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 she's on break. I'll handle this one. Oh, you conniving little... When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Box, right? So... It's an echo chamber, like beyond, right? I mean, the drums sound mammoth, but once the band starts playing, it just becomes a mud mud mess, you know? Right. The outdoor pavilion is much better. It's open air. It's got some stone and concrete floor and, you know, overhead wood truss roof with some metal paneling on it. So that's a, a, a very lively and bright-sounding uh, venue to play. But we played in this performance venue. And let me tell you, Steve, it had a built-in sound system, built-in sound guy that we've used there before, who's now done about seven or eight gigs with us. So he's got, like, our shtick down, the set list down. He knows who's singing what. He boosts vocals in the right spots. You know what I mean? So he's, like, familiar with our our, our repertoire now. But I got to tell you, we mic'd up all the drums, you know, and it was it had this mammoth PA system, and it just sounded so tremendous, like, you know. Big 18-inch QSC subs, big 15-inch QSC mains, all nice monitors on the stage, speakers throughout the venue, and probably like, again, a 30-foot tall peak, but sloped roof and all wood timbers, beautiful, all decorated with Christmas trees and lights, Christmas lights inside, and, you know, packed house, uh, great venue, and like I said, just a great sounding, great way to end the year, right? So like, uh, Christmas is my favorite time of year, but... I always enjoy playing Christmas gigs, but this one was particularly special. That sounds so wonderful. It's I'm so jealous that you got to do that because I would love to do that, especially if you're playing some Christmas music too. Yes, we did. We had like five or six Christmas tunes that we mixed in, but everybody danced the whole night, right? And they stayed the whole time. We played seven to ten. We did a short, you know two big sets with a short break, and uh, it was really cool. Very wow! I missed three hour gigs. What is that like? I know. Well, it's kind of like your first break. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't get that. Like to play in that sort of atmosphere where I, I love the way you described it with the tapered roof and the wood and the which yeah. wood absorbs sound so nicely. Oh, it's such a warm, warm room. It was really, really nice. I, I may even have a picture, Steve, that I could share with you in the audience, so you truly get the feel of what it may have looked like at that place. Check I would like out. to see it. 
There you go. Yeah, look at the, all those lights. And that's the stage with the the lights on the in the back. Right, right. So right. I'm in I'm in the back of the room, and I'm halfway through the room. I'm, I'm not even at the back bar, so it was even deeper than that. You know, the room itself. Right. Uh, and here's a view from the stage. I'll give you a little shot from the stage so you can see how it looked. Yeah, there you go. Very nice. A lot of fun. So good way to end the year. So how about you, Steve? Play seventy-eight sets this past weekend, and uh, no, more? thirty-one this past weekend. Uh, the prior two weeks, I didn't play as much. I was playing. You had a reprieve. I had a reprieve. I was playing just Friday day, Saturday day, and then Sunday day and night for the last two weeks. But this past weekend, it was back to Friday night, Saturday day and night, Sunday day and night. So yeah. Um, so how was it getting back into the swing after being off for two weeks? It was still a little bit of an adjustment, like, cause I have been definitely feeling cold, you know, sickly, um, for, for a few weeks now, and it's, it's it is, finally... It is, it is the season, man. Yeah, it's finally breaking, but, um, it's a lot. It's just, it's a, and I definitely find myself, or found myself this weekend anyway, on Saturday, about the time I would normally take a nap on a, a non-work day, you know, four <laughs> four o'clock, just feeling tired. Ready for a nap, but you're unable to. Unable, and I'm only you know a couple hours into the day, you know. Yeah, you got, like, you got, you got a long way to go. And then it's just like, and and then I when I'm thinking about it, like oh, I look at the clock and like uh I have you know I'm not going home for another twelve hours, and I have to do this for another twelve hours. <laughs> And it's, as long as I don't let that thought continue to spiral. No, you gotta look at it and be like, I got 12 more hours of playing yeah, music, man. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? This is awesome. Yeah, but when my back hurts and I'm like sneezing and coughing, and it's like, ah, ah yeah, you know. But I get past, I get through it. And, and, uh, I mean, it's like I said, we talked about it before. I do two gigs on Bourbon Street. I start, we start at two, two o'clock. Uh, for the day gig and end at 6.15 and then the other gig I start at 7 and end at 1.30 a.m. But when it, the break in between, it's not long, it's 45 minutes, but I'm just changing perspective. I'm going to a different venue, I'm playing with a different band, I'm playing different songs and it's just a brand new day. You know, at that point, it's, and, and it's like, even though it's a much longer gig, it still feels like, okay, it's the home stretch. I got that one done now. You know, I got that behind me, and I don't have to think about it. Anymore. Well, like you said, different venue, different band, different songs. It kind of lends itself to being like a whole different gig. Like you just arrived and you're fresh and ready to go. Yeah, it's and not, I, you know, yeah, the, the eighth set of the same thing. Right, and I do like New Orleans can be tricky and, and challenging finding good parking, good free parking. So I like being able to get in there early in the day, where I have probably a better chance of. Finding good parking, securing your parking, and then you're there until nighttime. So and then I'm there until yeah, the you know very late in in the night. Mm. Uh, yeah, like uh, Eric's like because Eric plays down the street, crazy corner. He's like six p.m. rolls around, eight more sets, eight more sets. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> how I feel, right? Um, but I, I mean, it all went well, you know. And, uh, and then by Sunday, because my 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 tough day is Saturday because it's the longest. We do eight sets at night. Five sets during the day, eight sets at night, so it's 13 sets for the day. Sunday, we do uh, 
typically always five sets during the day and typically six at night. But it's been slow for the last few weeks, so we've only been doing four sets or five sets. Um, so we only did five. So instead of 32, I did 31 this weekend. But but by the time Sunday comes, it just I get up and it's like home stretch now. It's like, okay, I got the, the hard day behind me. Now I get to go and I have more fun, uh, especially Sunday night. When I get there over to Fat Cats, I'm already, you know, my amp's already set up. The sound is already dialed in. I don't have to do really much tune and then ready to go. And it's not a, as big a crowd on Sunday. So we get to have a little more fun and play some different songs, experiment with different things. So it's, it, that's, that's always a joy. Sunday night is really fun. Hey, what about Friday night? Friday day? You play a double on Friday too? I'm not playing a double on Friday. So I, I just go in Friday night. Okay. So Friday nights, you know, I'm fresh. You know, I've, I, you know, I have all Friday day off and I go in and, you know, ready for the weekend. So it's, it's cool, man. I'm going to keep doing it. I definitely complain about it to myself, at least sometimes during the, during the weekend when I'm just feeling like, uh, but once no, I get through it, nobody does, yourself. not even me, no, yeah. about myself. But, um, uh, uh, and that's a good question. Eric said on the long days, am I taking care of myself? What my meals look like? I have to get better at the eating thing. Um, I need help with that. I need that, like a nutritionist or something to, to learn how to, what to eat and how to portion it out. Cause like Sonny, who is, uh, plays keyboards with us during the day and sings it, uh, uh, with Rockbox at night, same band. So we both do a double with the same band, bands is very into fitness. Um, and he's, you know, he's in great shape and he does that. He portions out his thing. So I got to get with him and, and learn how to do that better. Gotta but, pack uh, a cooler, bro. That's what that's what it ends up being. That's yeah. You, know? yep. you, pack, you pack a cooler and you you put your meals in there and you eat the right stuff and you'd be surprised if you eat the right food how much more energy you'll have. Yes, and weight I'll lose, which I need to do. Yeah. Um, but I I have a little cooler with drinks that I I bring a lot of water because um, I I like to stay hydrated. Um, bring a couple beers usually, uh, but I don't drink a lot with these. Uh, Water's good, but you need some chicken breast in there just to munch on. You need some, you know, some protein. You need some some snacks. You need a little bit of sugar. You right. need some things to keep yourself balanced and, and, and you know, in tune for your, your journey throughout the day. Yes. Because that's a long day, right? If you're going two to two, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. Over, yeah. over the course of 12 hours, you know, you could probably consume four small meals. Yeah, you know, for over, sure. that, over that time period, as opposed to like some greasy burger and fries, you know, for dinner and not eat anything all day. Like that's not helping you. That's not your friend, right? No. Little portion at the beginning, little portion at the break, little portion when you switch gigs, little portion on the break at the next gig. You know, there you go. Protein and carbs. Got to just get a good balance in there. Some brown rice. Talk to Sonny. He'll hook you up. It'll hook me up. And I do like doing that, like cooking my own food and preparing it. Um, well, that's the other half it. It becomes meal prep, you know? Right. Because when I was heavily into fitness, I used to prep and, and bring meals every day. You know, you bring like a giant cooler or two coolers with all your stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And Sunday, you basically got a meal prep for the whole week. You right. Because there's a lot of food that you got to bring with you. You know, Monday to Friday, you're doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you could prep on one of your weekdays and then 
have it ready to go for the weekend. I certainly could. And the people that are uh, in the best shape that I know, especially people at my age, that's what they do. They they do meal preps and portion it out. Yeah, you have um, to eat healthy. Yeah. So thank you for that question, Eric. And I definitely, I, I'm definitely aware that that's something I need to to focus on. So, um, but yeah, I, I haven't been this last weekend anyway. I didn't do well with it. I uh, and I kind of felt it. I would say. Hey, Steve. <clears throat> you know, energy flows where attention goes, right? Exactly. Um, so the topic I chose, and you'll know what I'm talking about when I tell you this topic, um, is one or a thousand. You know what I mean by that. And I'll explain what I mean by that for people who don't under know that. Uh, it's basically you want to play, give the same show, give the same energy, give the same love and attention to your craft regardless of how many people you're playing for. So sometimes in your career, if you're playing for any extended amount of time, you're playing to a full house sometimes. And sometimes you're playing to the bartenders and, you know, your girlfriends or a couple friends that are there or nobody. Yeah. And it's important to be consistent with what you project um, because you're going to, if you project a professional attitude uh, and and a a genuine gratitude for what you're doing and uh, really caring about your craft, you're going to attract those big crowds. You're going to get more fulfillment out out of what you do. And it's just par for the course that you're sometimes going to play to an empty room. It just happens. It happens to everybody. And it happens to me all the time. I mean, even on Bourbon Street in New Orleans where people would think, oh, it's always busy, right? Sometimes it's not. Like a Sunday night, this past these past three weekends, it was pretty dead. And there were definitely times during the night where we were playing to five people in the room. This Sunday, it was busier. And I, ca- I actually counted. I was off stage. Like the uh, some, they were doing like an acoustic song or something. And I went and counted people in the room that were not staff. And it was 19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. In a big Bourbon Street club, you think yeah. 19. I, I mean, you know, it just it makes it look empty. Uh, but, you know, we still put the same amount of joy and, and stuff into it. Um, and I'll tell you why I thought of this. Yesterday, or last night, there was a benefit concert for uh, cancer, for ch- children, cancer's research, research, something to that effect, for Chris Angel's birthday. Chris Angel is a uh, magician, a uh, popular magician, kind of the rock and roll magician. And he has uh, his show in Vegas, and it was his birthday. And there was a uh, a concert for his birthday and for this for this uh, for this benefit for this charity, and it was hosted by Eddie Trunk. Eddie Trunk is the uh, uh, he's a DJ and he does he had that metal show. He's on SiriusXM, and he's somebody I've known since I was a teen a kid a teenager from back in Jersey, and so he posted last night a bunch of videos that he took during this thing and I watched them all and they were all basically 80s rockers 
who are, are well past their prime, but are still out there playing <laughs> their, you know, quote unquote hits, whatever it was. Their, so the, their 80s hits. Yeah. So the first one I saw was Stephen Piercy, who was the singer in Rat. Rat. Yep. And Rat was, uh, 1984, 1985, 1986. Huge. Was huge. their, huge. Hey, that, that was their heyday. Out of the Cellar was the big album. Out of the Cellar, and then the second album was, uh, the one with Lay It Down and, uh, You're in Love, were those, those were the two big ones yes. from that. Um, and Dominic said he found Eddie Trunk as his cousin. So you're going to have to show me some evidence of that, Dominic, because I don't know if I believe you. Um, so, so, so the first, so Eddie, the way he took the video, and Eddie. When you're craving church's three-piece classic, there's no other option. Two crispy legs, a thigh, and a warm honey butter biscuit are the only way. And that's why we call it a classic. Church's Texas Chicken. Tap the banner to find your nearest location. Offer valid at participating locations. When you're craving Church's three-piece classic, there's no other option. Two crispy legs, a thigh, and a warm honey butter biscuit are the only way. And that's why we call it a classic. Church's Texas Chicken. Tap the banner to find your nearest location. Offer valid at participating locations. Anybody can see this, by the way. If you want to go go to Eddie, Eddie Trunk's public Facebook page, and it, he has all these videos up from last night. And he, I think he was on... I didn't listen to him today. And I listen to him sometimes on, on Sirius XM. Uh... But uh, I guess he talked about it probably today a lot because he was promoting it. In, uh, but he, these videos are up. And so the first thing is it's Stephen Piercy. And I'm like, okay, cool. I want to check out Stephen Piercy. So, and it's only like six minutes, seven minutes that he filmed. So not too long. Not too much of an investment. Uh-huh. And so the video starts. And he's, he's pointing towards, you know, like around where he is sitting, I suppose. And, and, and not pointing at the stage, but pointing towards the crowd and, and back behind him. And the first thing you see is these, you know, nice chairs that are set up, you know, with little tiny tables and stuff. Empty. No people. You know, and he's just, he's filming around him where there's no people. And, and you hear the music still. You're not seeing the stage yet, but you hear whatever's going on. And then he kind of points around a little bit more, and then you see kind of scattered people. And you're thinking, and I'm thinking like, okay, this this is sad first. And then then he shows Stephen Piercy singing, and it was uh, one of the most wanted man, which is the lead off song from Out of the Cellar, and the other one is, uh, I think it was You're in Love from the second album. I think that was the first song I saw, and I'm listening, and I'm like. And Stephen Piercy is decked out in 80s. Yeah, yeah, he's in full clothes. garb. Yeah, he's a full garb. You know, with the hair and everything. And, Leather and, pants, yeah. And he's got a band of people that are not rat. Nobody is rat in oh, that nobody. band. nobody. Not even drummer, not Bobby Blotzer, nobody? Warren Martini, nobody? No. And he's got, wow. you know, more younger guys with long hair that look like they would have been in rat, if it, in if rat if it or right. in any of those bands back then. And, you know, they're killing it. The band is great. But Piercy is not... Oof. It was... Struggling. And I'm watching, and I'm like, I just felt so sad. Like, I like because Rat wasn't 
that was big for a short period of time. They they headline arenas for that tour when they put out the second album because Out of the Cellar was knocked it out of the park. Yeah, and, three or four years they were they were huge and yeah. they had, they, you know it was produced had a great drum sound. Uh, they were new, you know. That, and actually, believe it or not, Out of the Cellar was their second album. Because they had a self, they had an EP, yeah. They had a self debut EP. Right? I had that on vinyl, yeah. Yeah, it was a um, a bunch of rats crawling up a, a girl's legs and fishing yep. at Stockings was the yep. cover. And I remember then when Out of the Cellar came and had Tony Katayan on the cover, right? With um, the glowing trapdoor, remember the whole like yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the whole. And then you didn't hear about Rat for probably like thirty years. And then all of a sudden, there's a Geico commercial, right? Or, or um, one of those commercials for for homeowners insurance, you know? Right, and, right, you know, right. Guys, we have a rat problem, and, you know? They, right, you know, I remember you know, that. They basically Stephen Pierce, he's you know cranking out in the kitchen with with, but he had the guys from Rat because Bobby Blotzer was playing drums in the video, so I guess they gathered, you know, Warren Demartini on guitar, and they got the band back together again for the commercial. Probably paid him a ton of money. Right, but but even with that, it was like wow, you know, you, you think about it with any of these bands from back in that era. The challenge is, Steve, is that most of the singers can't sing anymore, right? Because yeah, and, physical uh, voice with their vocal cords. However, the guitar players, the drummer, the bass players, some of those guys are are better than they've ever been. Oh, sure, and it doesn't oh, matter as much with them that their appearance. Right, they could be eighty years old and still killing it playing drums as long as they don't have arthritis. We'll say right. Yeah, and they can still kind of fake their way through. But to try to look like the front man guy that you were from forty years ago, that might be a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, and it's it's just so it, I don't want to say pathetic, but it. That feeling kind of came up like it's just like because I'm sure I mean it was a benefit concert, so so I don't think these guys are getting paid anything. But well, it, you it, know what? Instead of being judgmental and being like, yeah, it's pathetic and you feel bad for these guys. I mean, that guy he's got Stephen Pierce has got to be in his sixties, yeah, seventies by now, yeah, and get up on stage and sing songs from forty years ago, even if they're only at like fifty or sixty percent quality that they were. For Stephen Piercy, that still has to feel great to be like, you know what, man? Like, maybe it's, it's forty years later, and I'm still on stage. Yeah, I'm in front of twenty people instead of you know twenty thousand. But I mean, you know, there's two ways to look at it, right? You can say like, give it up, man. Like, you're not you know in your youth anymore. Like, but he's not out there trying to be like rats coming back, and we're going to do this world domination tour. You know? Are you sure? But I mean, I, I, give, I give credit to the bands that do do that, that can pull it off. But like when you see Guns N' Roses with a mixture of like, you know, one or two original guys or you see like, you know, as long as they put on a good show, like think about Foreigner, like when Tishy played with Foreigner, you know, the right. couple of times I saw them and we went to see Brian and stuff. I mean, he played great and the band was killing it. They sounded great. Kerry Keegan's, you know, he, he he's been in the band probably now longer, you know. Than the original members, you know, longer than, than Lou Graham was at this point, right? Oh no, Graham it's was... uh, yeah, uh, uh, Kelly uh, Kelly Hansen. Oh, Kelly Hansen. Yeah. So I got the Kelly part right, but you know what I'm saying? He's younger, dude. He's fit. He's not like some overweight seventy year old guy trying to front the band. Right. You know what I mean, so they supplemented some younger players, you know. But yeah. Uh, so CMPC yeah, sixty six. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and yeah. So back, but back to this gig. I, I mean, uh, yeah, he's uh, so they're playing for charity. That's good. But I'm sure they go out there and gig still, you know, especially like in Vegas. You know, that's a place probably in L.A. They still play. Um. So, uh, but he was he was projecting. You know, a 66-year-old man playing 80s music. You know, that's that's the, the feeling you got. He's not moving around the stage like he was in 84. But he's still giving it. He's still bringing it. He's still dressing the part. He's still singing as good as he can. So, I mean, there was that feeling of, like, God, this is kind of pathetic. But And there's, like, nobody there. It's so sad. Like, you feel like, God, how the mighty have fallen kind of feeling. Yeah, I'll say. But but it just I mean, immediately my feeling was this is just true for every musician that ever plays. Regardless of whether you were in a, a huge band that sold millions of records or you just only played in cover bands ever, you're gonna have nights like that where you, you come and you bring it and there's there's hardly anybody there and they just you get a smattering of applause maybe or you're playing to nobody or you're playing to a packed house. And I get to experience this kind of, a lot of these things in one night when I play in New Orleans because of the rotating crowd. Yeah. Sometimes, it, I mean, it can, it's happened so many times where it can go from there's 19 people to there's 200 people in 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, it could change. So if you bring that energy of 200 people in the room, of a packed room, whatever the room is, then that's what you're going to eventually attract. It's it's going to happen. So there's no point in ever being on stage and there's nobody in the room getting down. You know, love what you're doing. Love your playing music. Feel the the energy of that. So I watched more of these videos that Eddie put up. And then the next one I watched was Sebastian Bach, who was the singer in Skid Row. And the last time I heard Sebastian Bach sing live on any sort of video, he didn't sound very good to me. Um, and it's, it was a while ago, so I'm not expecting a lot. So I watched Sebastian Bach and he's doing Sweet Little Sister, which was from the first record and he sounded great. I was like, wow. And he's like hitting all these high notes and stuff. I'm like, wow, Sebastian could still really sing. And again, he had not Skid Row, you know, he had a band, a band of guys who looked like they would be in Skid Row in 1989 or 1990. Yeah. Which is, is the way to go. It's about, you know, it's, it's, it's really about the, the voice, the vocals, the, the singer. You know, most people that are going to go see bands from then are not, don't, don't care about the band. They don't, they're not going to know their names like we did back in the eighties when we got Circus Magazine and Hit Parade yeah. and, and we were reading about, you know, all the musicians. No, they're going to identify with the front man, with the singer, because it's usually the most identifiable. Like, you know, for example, today I just happen to have Sirius on, right? I get in the car, turn it on, I start driving, and Offspring is on, right? And as soon as that guy starts singing, it doesn't matter what song it is, you know it's Offspring. You know, he's sure, got, yeah. he's got that, that, that signature-sounding voice, you know, like a Sebastian Bach or a Getty or, you know, any of those guys. But that guy in particular, right? Like, he's got that... You know, 
every chorus is uh, the, the the vocals are tripled or quadrupled, right? It's himself singing four parts of the same thing over, you know, but sure. slightly different. But he has that kind of yelling sound where it's identifiable, right? Whereas maybe not, you know, you might not identify with a drummer unless it was like Rush or The Who or you know, Jeff Beck with Simon Phillips or something with Bozio, something that, you know, as a drummer or a musician, you would hear that song and be like, oh, that's that's so-and-so playing that, you know? Like you might do with a bass or a guitar player might say, oh, that's that's so-and-so playing guitar. I can just tell by his tone or the or the style of the way he's playing, you know? Right. So again, I think depending on what music, what instrument you play, you might identify with differently, you know? But regardless, even Skid Row, like I've always identified with Sebastian his voice you know yeah and i've seen skid row without sebastian bach and i thought they were good uh, where so it was the band it was rachel bowen and dave snake and uh um the other guy no no not robert fuso wasn't playing drums um but it was uh, the other guitar player and i can't remember his name um and then i mean the guy was good and then i've heard them they have a new singer since then and that was only like four years ago five years ago maybe um, and he's younger and he's also very good. He can hit those Sebastian notes. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it really comes down to that. So then I watched Lita Ford, um, and she, and I, I'm watching Lita Ford. And I'm like, Lita's great. She, she still looks good. She still sings real good, but Lita just didn't have really hits, you know, close yeah. lives forever. The duet with Ozzy was her biggest hit. Kiss Me Deadly. Kiss Me Deadly was her biggest solo by herself hit. And then Gotta Let Go was from their first album. That was kind of yeah. the, the one that took off that was on the radio. Other than that, I couldn't tell you. No, definitely song. not the super notoriety like Rat had for four years, you know, where they just came out and it was they just blew up, you know. I don't know who you are, Facebook user, but thanks and Merry Christmas to you as well, who said, look at these sexy dudes. Yeah, Merry Christmas. By the way, people who are listening to this podcast on audio only, you can watch it on video and and see us sexy dudes um, on the YouTube channel, coverbandcentral.com slash YouTube. Go there and check us out. Or on Facebook, where we broadcast. Um, so, Lita, so Lita, same deal, and she had some dude sing the Aussie part. That's, that's what Eddie filmed was that song. You know, it's a great song. The guy did an admirable job singing the Ozzy part. It didn't sound like Ozzy, really, but he sang the part. Okay. And, uh, you know, and I just felt the same thing with, like, Lita. Like, that's been her life. And she, her heyday was in the 80s, late 80s. Yeah, 87, 88, 89. Yeah. And she'll always be kind of known as, I mean, she was in the Runaways, obviously, before that. Um, but since then, she hasn't really done anything. But she's still, when you see her playing, she's still got the puffed out blonde hair, still got the same guitar, dressing in the leather, just like she did back then. So it's like, it's a little sad. It's so a little sad. That's interesting, though, because it's like, so you can see Lita Ford get up on stage, dressed like 80s, big hair, blonde, right? And again, she's got to be in her 60s or 70s. By yeah, now. yeah, yeah. But but is it any different to see like a guy with fake dyed hair? You know, what I mean, like you know, was Stephen Piercy gray or was he completely 
black hair like he was four black years hair. ago. You know, yeah. So now we can see him like thanks. I was hoping it was a girl who thought we were sexy, but it was <laughs> like, Mike. I kind of had a feeling it was something like Mike Schulte there, right? Sexy dude himself. But no. But the point being that you know, I think that makes it a little bit ridiculous too. Like, if you're going to age, I think you have to age gracefully, right? Like, if all of a sudden next week I came on with jet black hair and my goatee was all black, you know, people would be <laughs> looking at me like, dude. Like, uh, oh, who did it? Uh, uh, Joe, uh, uh, Joe, 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 Joe. Hey, Joe, you know, Joe. Joe, for, uh, why can't I think of his last name? It's horrible. From Rainbow and, uh. Oh, Joe Lynn Turner. Joe Lynn Turner. No, no, Joe Lynn Turner, uh, for, for many, many, many years, people suspected that he was wearing a wig. And he finally revealed that he's got a chrome dome. He is completely bald. Um, this was and, within and the last, the wig. right. The, this was in the last couple of months. He did a photo shoot with him completely bald. And, like, good for him. Good for him for, what, for that's what I mean. It's like I think it's pathetic if you look and say like, "Hey, that guy's trying to be twenty five again." You know, he's trying to right. look twenty five. He's trying to dress like he's twenty five. He's dyeing his hair. He wants to look like he's twenty five, but he's right. really seventy, right? I think it's more authentic if you say, "Hey, here I am. I'm seventy, gray right. hair, wrinkles, whatever, and I'm still doing it." You know, and and I'm still, you know. We're still rocking it out, but I'm not pretending to be the rocker I was 40 years ago. You know, I mean, it'd be like, right. you know, but some people can pull it off. You, you know, like, like, like I have a friend of mine that I played in the band with and he dresses the part to this day and he still looks like a rocker, you know, like he dyes his hair, he dyes his beard. You know what I mean? He, he dresses like Ian Ashbury. He has the look. And if you see him, you're like, wow, man, like, look at you, look at a rock star, you know? I hope you show up next week with jet black hair and, and a, you know, jet black. I may goatee. have to do it just as a goof on everybody and do like temporary hair dye. And that would be so funny. Dye. Cause it would just be, I think it'd be ridiculous if I looked like that. People would be like, dude, come on. You know? Right. But Don said, uh, Jay, uh, Joe Lancerto kicks ass still. Yeah. And, and like I said, good for him for letting it go, you know, and, uh, Paul McCartney's 80s still rot, rocks, said Marianne. Well, that's what I mean, right. So, right. Paul McCartney still pulls it off, but he's Keith not trying, yeah, he's not trying to be, you know, the Paul McCartney from Get Back era. You know what I mean? Right. He's just, he, he's Sir Paul McCartney and he just, you know, he embraces, you gotta remember too that, you know, Paul McCartney and Elton John are on a different level than the Stephen Piercy or a Sebastian Bach where they could pay big money to still maintain their looks. Yeah. But have, no, but have it be authentic looking. It's not like boxed hair dye, you know? He's going to some $5,000 event at the salon to, you know, wispy touch up his hair to make it look real natural and his makeup and stuff, whatever they do to him, you know what I mean? It's, right. it's like It's tasteful. It's not like I just combed hair, you know, just for men through my beard, and I'm like, hey, now I have a black, you know, uh, I don't have any gray hair. Right. You know? Yeah, like all of a sudden. Which clearly I haven't been keeping up with, you know, but I, you know. All right, so the next, so the next video, and, and again, you can see all these videos on Eddie Trunk's public Facebook page. And the next one I watched was Kip Winger, um, and I've heard recent live video of Kip Winger, and he sounded good. And it was uh, 17, which was the big hit from the first record. Yep. 
and then Can't Get Enough, which was the single off of the second record. There was two Winger albums. And Kip Winger used to be in really good shape, and he was like a health guy. So I mean, yeah, I mean, danced, he what, did ballet. What, and yeah, what, do you, what does he look like now? He looks a little older. You know, he looks like he's... And Kip Winger's probably close to 60, I would say. And he's got more weight on him. Um, still has the long hair. Still has his natural hair. Um, and it's still long and, and styled similar to how it used to be. So he hasn't changed much of that. Still sounds great, singing-wise, and he was playing bass. Um, and But again, same thing. Band is not Winger. It's not Red Beach. It's not... Uh, Rod Morgenstein. Uh, Rod Morgenstein. Um, it's dudes that look like they would be in Winger back in the 80s, you know, with long hair. Um, but good band. So, and at this point, though, I got a cough. Hang on. I got to mute myself on the cough. Yeah. <coughs> um, you did not, and you, I didn't even mute myself. You, you so, right in our ear. It's okay. So, but at this point, you're getting to see a lot of different perspectives of this room, the way Eddie was filming, because he must have been moving around. And getting like on side of stage and, and, and so you're seeing, so you see more people here now. And you can see like it's clearly like a benefit set up. There's balloons everywhere. It's a birthday party for Chris Angel. So it was in and Vegas? It was in Vegas. And he had like, he was sitting at a table with a ton of people that was like center stage, you know, not too far away from the stage. And he had a microphone and he was able to talk to the artist too, like in between songs or in between sets. And again, it was a benefit. So they were trying to, they were trying to raise money for this cancer research. Um, so, and he was just being, you know, very grateful and thankful for all the artists. And it's a, like Chris Angel's rock and roll ma magician. So yeah. he's got these classic eighties kind of B and C level rock bands. Um, well, maybe. I mean, some of them were a, a level for a little while, you know, for a little while. But you were saying um, about the weight, and I think that's the one thing where, like, you could have the gray hair, you could be older, but I think when the guys put on weight, it makes them look a lot older than they are. You know what I mean? Right. Definitely. So if you're in shape and you're an older guy, you will not look as old. Right. Um, so then finally... And you got to moisturize, Steve. You know, the skin is very <laughs> important, you know? If you don't, you don't think about that when you're younger, but when you get older, you need it. Um, there was apparently, uh, Tie Me Down from Faster Pussycat was there, and, uh, Phil Lewis from LA Guns, and I didn't see any video of either of those. I'm sure they're out there somewhere, but I didn't okay. see any that Eddie posted. But I did see finally a video of Paul Stanley of Kiss just jamming with people, and there was a house band too, by the way, um, they said for some of the artists, and one of the, People in the house band was Rudy Sarzo of, uh, you know, the bass player from Quiet yeah. Riot and yeah, White Snake and, and, and Ozzy and yeah. everybody. And I, uh, I have a whole Rudy Sarzo thing that I'm going to do because I, I, yeah, I, he's had a prolific career, man. Very, very love, much. Man. Um, and I got to meet him too, uh, here in New Orleans, um, a while ago. Um, but uh, 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 Paul Stanley, so Paul Stanley was doing, he did a couple cover songs. He did um, All Right Now by Free, and I don't know what the other one was. The only, I, I oh, read it. Did you do like Love Gun or Detroit Rock City or anything? No Kiss, because it wasn't, it, it wasn't Kiss, it was. 
Yeah, Paul, it was just Paul well, Stanley. Gene's got him under contract. He can't. He can't do anything. Against, <laughs> you know, we know. We know the deal. But another uh, identifiable voice, right? Like you hear Paul Stanley's voice, and you're like, "It's Paul Stanley. It's Kiss." Yeah, absolutely. And but when and that's I'm glad you said that because when now you're seeing Paul Stanley singing a song that's not Kiss, it's Paul Rogers for free, and and all right now is is one of the songs that I've played probably the most here in New Orleans, along with like Hard to Handle, Don't Stop Believing. All right now is pretty much play it every night, at least once. Okay. And there's it's a, there's a bunch of great singers that I've worked with here in New Orleans that sing the shit out of that. And now I'm hearing Paul Stanley sing it. Paul Stanley of Kiss. And I'm like, hmm, I just don't, I no. Was he singing it his own way, or was he trying to emulate the Paul Rogers-isms? No, he was singing it like Paul Stanley. Okay. And, I, like, I mean... Like a 75-year-old Paul Stanley that can't sing like young Paul Stanley used to sing? Or was it his voice good, it just wasn't a good rendition? I, his voice is good, you know, he's hitting the notes, but he sounds like Paul Stanley. Well, because he is Paul Stanley. Right. Rogers, you know? Um, and it just was like, it was a little, it's a little cringeworthy. <laughs> a little bit. I, and, I mean, love Kiss. Uh, you know, I've seen Kiss in concert many times. I love, you know, what Kiss has brought to music. And, I mean, what a, an incredible legacy that Kiss has. And, and the fact that Paul Stanley in 2022 is still out there performing yeah, from and singing. Yeah, from 1976 or 1970, whatever, you know. Yeah. Where they were big, 78, 76, like it's a long time ago, you know? Long time ago. So God bless the man, and he did sound good, but I, I'm thinking like there's, there's no shame in being in a cover band and playing to nobody if you sound great, your band sounds great, you put work into your craft, you put love into your craft, and – and you do good, good job, and people people appreciate you, and people love it, and uh, and you bring some joy into their lives because you don't have to have a career like Paul Stanley, you don't have to have a career like Sebastian Bach or any of those people that I saw in those videos to feel like you've been successful in your career playing music because those people had their their fifteen minutes. You know, all those, those, except for Paul Stanley. Kiss has been busy, you know, or popular for, for many decades. Oh yeah, no. They, but those just... other performers, uh, you know, had their moment in the sun and, you know, and God bless them, they're still out there playing and doing their thing. Um, but you don't have to achieve that level of success ever in order to be successful. In, as long as you're doing what you love, doing it with passion, and and you work hard at it, and people enjoy it. Hey, you, and I, I think it, you don't take it you don't take for granted either the fact that you're not always going to be able to play the way you play today, right? Right. So, you know, you, you have to bring it all the time. Because there may be a day, like you said, where you're bringing it, but it's just not there anymore, you know? Like you're bringing all that you got, but you don't have what you used to have. That's the best way to say it, right? So it's like, you know, 
the wherewithal of being able to perform, I think, is more important to your point than the success that you may have achieved, right? Because when we're all 70, some of us will be able to still play and some of us will not be able to still play, right? Some of us won't even be here anymore. So, right. Yeah. This may not even be here anymore. So, I mean, even kudos to those guys who are still here, who still survived the rock and roll lifestyle, right? Didn't OD or didn't die along the way or have some kind of tragedy to right. where they're able to, at 70 year old, you know, or however old they are, get on stage and say, I'm going to sing a song from 40 or 50 years ago, you know, that, that we did. And I'm still able to do it, you know, and that would be like for us, Steve, that would be like someone from the 40s when we were kids, you know, coming up and being like, I'm going to sing this song. You know, Frank Sinatra is going to sing this song that he sang from 45 years ago, you know. So in our lifetime, we get to see musicians that we grew up with who are now at that age, you know, but for our parents or people that came before us. Right. That would have been like them if the technology was there. Right. If, you know, they had these these types of events in say the seventies and they had all these old stars come, you know, if you're going back, you know, 30, 40, 50 years, you know, right. You're having people from the thirties and forties, you know, uh, who coming to perform. So that would be mind blowing in itself. But now we look at it fast forward and you say, well, you're seeing all these guys, you know, 40 years later. And it's just a testament to say like, holy shit, man, that's 40 years ago. The music we grew up on, you know, and a lot of our audience watching grew up on right. That time went by. And they had careers for that long of a span of time. But we're right. talking about it like Ozzy and Dio and all these guys that we grew up with, you know, who – yeah, that that's 40 years ago. Yeah. You know, the 80s, right? So 82 is 40 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, this whole decade of us in our 50s is going to – you know, is flashback to, you know, from when we were in our, our 20s, you know, our teenage years into our 20s. Yeah. The whole uh, grunge movement uh, uh, yeah. uh, changing the landscape of music happened 31 years ago Yeah, in 1991. So, yeah, enjoy the moment now because it's it'll be gone in a flash. So enjoy it. They said on the news today, Scott Peterson, remember that guy, murdered his wife and unborn child? 20 years ago that happened. Yeah. Yeah, the Lacey Peterson thing was on the news today because he came up for parole and he was denied. But that's 20 years ago, dude. 20 years ago. Time does fly. So play like you mean it. Play like you love it. Play the same to one or a thousand. And play like you know tomorrow. And, yeah, you're going to enjoy uh, your, your career all the time. Um, get in this contest, Hercules. Uh, we're giving away this, these guitar racks. Yeah. Again, here it is, com slash contest. That will take you to this page here, and you can scroll down and – uh Enter right there in that form, and it's easy, it's free, and not a whole ton of people entering. So uh, if you get in there and enter that contest, you have a good chance of winning. Hercules makes some killer shit, so go and uh, enter that contest. Sign up for the YouTube uh, channel, subscribe, the link is in the description, hit the bell, and then you'll get notified when we go live. Have, uh, uh, oh, and of course, as always... Coverbandcentral.com. Sign up for a profile for you, your band, or both. It's free. Have a happy holiday, everybody. Happy and safe. Uh, We will be back next week uh, before the new year. And Merry Christmas to you, Tony, and to everybody else. Peace, love, happiness for Christmas, inspiration. Enjoy the season. Relax a little bit. Take it all in. It'll be the new year before you know it. Right. And uh, 
Be good to yourselves and be good to each other. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.